Guys, we are back on the Irish pod and I am, I'm excited <laughs> to meet and to talk with Luigi Cozy of Oikla, which is a fascinating technology, which to be honest, I've not fully grasped yet and we're going to dig in. But Luigi, it's great to have you on the Irish pod. Thank you very much for having me, Tom. Yeah. It's amazing to be here. Um, we've been talking for a little while before we recorded this to get a sense of, of, of what Luigi and his company are doing. And... I, I want to dig in of course, um, because please. I feel in some way what you're trying to do and what we're trying to do as Iris align very similar in that we're trying to bring the essence and beauty of music and audio, um, heighten it. Yep. But this is where I'm going to ask the first question. Please do. Louder equals better in terms of the, what you hear, but also does a lot of damage. Yeah. The, the, this is what, uh, I mean, just to remind, like, if I have to think about all the time that I increased, you know, the volume as a young DJ, you know, and the, so, I pissed so many, like, I remember so many times my neighbor just knocking on my door and telling me, please lower the volume. <laughs> I remember that so clearly. Um, and the reason why I, the reason why we enjoy sound to be loud is because the, uh, the frequency that we hear is much more enhanced at a highly singing level compared to when it's at lowly singing levels. So... It's only natural, and, and this happens unconsciously. Like we don't realize this, but as soon as you start increasing the sound level, all of a sudden you're just increasing your uh, perception of low and high frequencies. And this is a phenomenon. It's, it's an old phenomenon. It's not something new. We know we know this from the Fletcher Fletcher Munson, which is you know um, something that we discovered back in the 1930s. You know. No, even radio was around back then, and we know already that our hearing uh, behaves very differently, differently based on how loud we listen to a specific uh, sound. So essentially, the the going from low to high, we just increase how much we get in terms of low and high frequencies. Mm. And what also happened in the last century is that technology uh, allowed um, to essentially the playback became so much better over the last century. If you look at the sound music production uh, going from the 1930s to modern music, uh, you can see that there's a lot more energy in the mid frequencies back in the, you know, back in the days. And as we went ahead uh, and we improved our technology, our technology became much more, much better at reproducing low and high frequencies and also much more powerful. And, you know, we can amplify things, you know, things we can amplify things to be super loud at this point. And not only that, we miniaturized that loudness and we put it right next to a small little headphones that we can wear 24 seven. And thanks to the internet, we can blast our hearing 24 seven without anyone telling us anything. So we just got all the, the concert and we just put them back into our you know phone these days. You can just experience loud music anytime. And so that led to, uh, you know, a massive problem. We have, according to WHO, we have uh, 1.1 billion people risking hearing loss due to uh, loud sound exposure in recreational settings. So, and, and then, then again, this is due to, you know, smartphone headphones becoming better over time. And another thing that happened also, uh, so technology got better over time. And also the way we produce music or sound obviously changed because now we can reproduce low and high frequency. And so, because we lack perception in low and high frequencies, now the way we produce sound has changed. And so we put a lot more energy into those frequencies because we can reproduce them. So it's, um, in a way, I, I, what I'm trying to say is that this sort of 
um, this trend is in a way killing our hearing and we need to do something about it. And that is what Oikler is all about. So tell us about the, uh, you've got a lot of insight on this trend, but then this short-term benefit of it sounding incredible of has a medium and longer-term effect on our health through our hearing. And actually, you know, one of the key things about hearing is hearing connects us to the world around us. And if you lose your hearing, you suddenly become insulated. You can't, Absolutely. you know, converse. And 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 Oikla's on a mission to change this. Yeah, uh, yeah. On that note, uh, we give for granted our hearing very often. We just don't think about it, and we don't realize how essential it is for our daily life. You know, and so I think most people realize how important their hearing is once they actually lose it. And in my case. I got a taste taste of it back in uh, 2015. So I moved in. I moved to London in 2013, and I moved because I wanted to follow my passion for music and sound production. And so I, I started um, SE London. And as soon as I started the course, I started to get, you know, the ringing in my ear, which which you usually get when you finish, you know, a concert. You go back home and you have this hearing here ringing. Then in a couple of days, it's gone. My problem started when that never went away. I was like, what's happening? You know, this 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 thing is never gonna is never going away. I have the same, right? Exactly the same. And so you go to the doctors, and obviously you find that uh, there's really nothing you can do about it. It's yeah. Just like, oh, you know, that's it. And uh, I and then I was a little, you know, angry because I was like, well, why 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 did why did I know did I not know about this? Why wasn't I aware that loud sound exposure would lead me to having hearing issues? And I just started university back then, and nobody told me that. Uh, but you think you're you think you know, you're invincible when you're young, right? Of you, course, yeah, of course, and you don't even music. care. Yeah, you I don't mean, care. that's also yeah, that's yeah. also a fact. You know, I think that if anybody told me, "Hey, you might risk your hearing loss," I'll be like, "Ah, yeah. shut up! I'm yeah. gonna be fine." You know. Um, so there's also that. Uh, but yeah, like I was just a little upset with that, and I I didn't like the uh, the current solutions. The only solutions, well, what what I've been told was just keep your levels down. But I was like, well, but if I keep my level down, levels down, it's not going to be as enjoying as if I keep my level eyes. And as an as a music producer, engineers back then, I wanted to also perceive it loud at times. And so I I had this this problem, like how am I going to keep doing? How, how am I keep enjoying music if I have to keep it low? So the uh, the mission was how can we make sound exciting but also safe? That was my the, the question I, I asked myself. So I spent then a couple of years, you know, doing some research, research and development. Came up with uh, came up with uh, some uh, prototypes that were were sort of uh, successful already at uni, and also my, my my lectures were like, oh, this is great, you know. So that gave me confidence to continue. And after uni, I went. I actually wanted to start a company right away, but I had absolutely zero experience because my I never really intended to open a company. My original plan was to be a you know music producer, yeah. you know. And so because I obviously needed money to start a company, I then had to raise investments. And so that's how you get into the startup world. So it was never planned. It's just one thing leading to the other thing. And so uh, around 2018, we raised some, you know, some investments. We were able to patent the technology and you know, create our first prototype. And also the product that you saw, which is Shape, which is not the main product. It's only a spin-off of the main technology. Uh, so yeah, um, so essentially what we do with our technology is we, first of all, we monitor your uh, real-time sound level, 
uh, and based on your real-time sound level, you can decide how loud you want to perceive something. So it could be, right. so you could, for example, say, I want to, I'm listening at 70 dB SPL, okay, which is within, within your uh, safe range. But I want to perceive it as if it was played at 90 dB SPL, mm. which will be already, you know, in the uh, danger zone. Uh, and what the, uh, our technology does is essentially understand what your level is, understands where you want to be, and shape the whole frequency spectrum so that you have the same frequency response that you will have at higher listening levels. And it does this continuously, you know, in real time, so that it, it, it makes you feel as if you were playing it louder, but it's actually just a couple of dBs louder. Sorry, maybe this is a little bit uh, confusing, sorry. So, no, but let's... So is this doing this in an app? Is it, is it... At the moment, at the moment we have it as a, as a, uh, uh, as a standalone for your computer. It's not on, on an app. Yeah. And it's designed... We have the same challenges. It's hard to get something on yes. a mobile device in the iOS. Because the problem is that then you need to get permission from Spotify and the app to allow you to process their audio. Yeah. For like, I understand the reasons, you know, you can use malicious software to copy and, you know, yeah. the music and understand all of that. But the easiest way to, to market for us is to create a software that you can install on your, on your PC or Mac and uh, process whatever audio you're processing. And we, at the moment, we are aiming mostly for sound engineers, for professionals, because they are, because we always, we always thought, where do we go first? We go for consumers or we go for professionals? But to advertise something, you know, to sell to consumers is a, it's a, you know, you need it's to, hard. You need to we have, know that we, you, have, you need to have big budgets. You have to have big budgets. And so what we thought is let's go for the professionals because they, they are the ones we know best and they're probably the one that will, will understand this the most. So the, so the professionals, the engineers, you know, and Rob Wren kindly gave you an explainer of, of course, the, um, the old, the, the iris, mm -hmm. you know, essence of, of what our purpose is. And which is amazing, know, by the way, thank you. Um, you know, and it's a, it's a hard fight in this industry to prove something oh, yeah. differentiated, right? Yeah. So how's that experience been? Because sometimes the engineers, uh, the producers and so forth are the biggest critics of change in this space. You mm. know, there's a lot of built up knowledge, legacy of, you know, expertise in this space yeah. and any change from my experience coming from outside the music world initially is that there's a lot of resistance to something that's different. Absolutely. Um, I think it's both good and bad. So the good is that, uh, you know, it keeps the, uh, the sort of the bad technologies, I guess, away. And it's like yeah. a test, right? If you pass the test, then you got the approval, right? Uh, and that's probably the good thing. The bad thing is that it makes, our life much harder, I guess. <laughs> <Tell me> <laughs> Makes our life much harder. So I remember giving, um, this, you know, I wouldn't call it a lecture, but I, I was a guest uh, lecturer at, uh, at a university. And I remember, you know, talking about what, the way we process audio and the way we uh, try to fight and prevent hearing loss while making, making the whole experience exciting. And I remember like a couple of students were like raising the question, you know, but this is going to, you know, sort of change the, the quality of the audio. And I said, you're actually right. There's, you know, I, mm. I think you're absolutely right. But I also said, you, do you listen to uh, lossless files all the time? Do you use Spotify? Do you listen to Netflix? Do you watch things on Netflix? Like, yes, well, that's an MP3. So if the purpose is to, if I have to decide between the purpose of hearing safety and maybe uh, sacrificing, although I don't think I sacrifice any, any quality, but if I have to sacrifice between 
I would rather sacrifice quality for a bit of safety. Do you think the world's kind of moved forward towards that? Because certainly when we started Iris back in, you know, tail end of 2018 um, and moved forward on this incredible journey, uh, you know, and we talked about it just before, um, I think people are much more tuned into well-being, even mm. from, be, oh, versus yeah. 2018, right? Oh, yeah. Do you think that that trend is going to continue and enable people to pay more attention to hearing? Because I don't think it is one. People think about what they put in their body in terms of what they eat and maybe what they drink, um, the sleep that they get, having a moment for meditation and relaxation. But maybe they're not thinking about the earbuds that they stick in their ear every day. <laughs> well, the thing is, if we don't act on it, we're going to find ourselves against the wall. Like, mm. imagine if we have a billion people risking severe hearing loss and mm. we don't do anything, it's either we realize it or we're just going to find ourselves with a generation of impaired, you know, uh, people that cannot really hear well. So it's either one or the other. So. I guess there's the trend where people are, you know, more cautious about, well, they pay more attention to, uh, as you were saying about their lifestyle and how um, they relate to technology as well. So I definitely see that happening, but at the same time, it's our duty as a, as your innovators, in innovators in the company yeah. to, you know, raise awareness the, as much as we can, because yeah, you know, in the next 30 years, we might end up with this big issue. You know, we have millions of people that, you know, cannot hear it, cannot hear enough or well. And the world's moving more virtual. We're consuming more content in this way. Mm -hmm. um, something quite fascinating is the difference between, and you said it, it's exactly the same rhetoric that we say, the difference between seeing something and, and hearing something. You said, you know, 4K, 8K screens. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and let's take a, a video call. Mm -hmm. that we might do with colleagues around the world or whatever. If the video disappears, that's one thing, right? You can't see people. If the audio disappears, the meeting's over. Yeah, absolutely. The content, the essence of the communication yeah. is in the words that we hear and yeah. that we We produce relate. sound, right? And we, we decode sound into meaning and we can communicate to each other. Uh, although I'm Italian, so I move my hands a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you... <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I agree, of course, as you're saying, like speech is uh, essential and hearing is essential. Uh, I mean, it's it's a wireless technology, right? I can communicate with you with any cables. I can just uh, emit some sound and you can understand it and yeah. vice versa. If we but if we stop one end, which is hearing, then the whole thing just drops. And sometimes you find yourself like <laughs> sometimes I find myself just, you know, we have so many ways of communicating these days. There's Discord. Slack, um, you know. Uh, I'm not Google, very good on Slack. Google, that's not, that's, not, that's no, not one of my strong ones. No, like Google Meet or <laughs> yeah. Zoom, you know, there's so many. Yeah, uh, there's a proliferation. There's, there's so many. And, you're like, and sometimes I find myself that going back to an old phone call is all I need yeah. and all it matters. It's an old fashioned, you know, maybe low quality, but reliable uh, way of communicating. Yeah. And I also find that um, on a personal note, that video calls sometimes can be distracting. Right, because you're you're not paying attention to what they're saying, but you're also uh, seeing, or you need to pay attention to the way they're seeing you. Yes. And I read, and I think I, I watched a podcast of a scientist. I don't remember exactly now, um, saying that essentially you're more productive when you just have you know video. No, sorry, voice voice call, voice rather call, than video yeah. call. Well, I mean, it's kind of part of the the essence of what 
what our um, our latest product is about you know because the productivity on those on those virtual meetings mm-hmm. and uh, and communications in general yeah. is impaired by distraction at the end of the day mm. any distraction that takes us away from the essence and content that we're trying to convey to one another is is something that makes us less productive less focused um and background noise is one component but yeah Absolutely. you know bad wi-fi connection or and, you know crackly line or whatever it is they all contribute to something that's suboptimal and also like having video on top of it just further further reduce the bandwidth right yeah which is not really that needed at certain like especially if you're working like or if you just need information then voice is all you need really where do you stand on you know we saw a bit of a drive towards you mentioned lossless lossless format like wave file yeah back to because really audio took a bit of a strange journey didn't it whereas visual technologies went like this higher fidelity the um audio formats kind of went it's backwards it's interesting What's your perspective i mean it from, to me it's a little crazy right because we so we can stream 4k videos on youtube uh, although they are compressed okay whatever but it's it's still like a lot of data but we still have mp3 so like, why do we why do we put up with that i don't understand I don't know. That. well i guess the reason is that uh, well part, partially is that i think that people cannot uh, hear the difference between mp3 and wave uh, anymore right so yeah. wave, mp3 got so so better at uh that people just don't hear the difference i guess um so i think that's the main reason at this point i mean probably 10 15 years ago you can still like the different you know there was bad, bad mp3 around yeah i just don't i think i well if i have to be you know if i have to say my my opinion is that just mp3 just got to a point where it's indistinguishable for most people uh for you know everyday cons- you know f- for everyday media or anything like that obviously if you talk to a professional then they will probably hear the difference between mp3 and lossless file and wave the golden but it's a ears. small minority right yeah it's a small minority and thank god we had mp3 right because mp3 allowed us to actually stream audio and if we had you know uh, big files back then we wouldn't be able to as yeah. much as we do now yeah so i think it was a curse and a, and a good thing at the same time and a blessing most things and are blessing, double-edged yeah. yeah most things are double-edged like that yeah the golden ears kind of can tell the difference but the general public it, it it's just something where they want to get access to more content quicker less cost therefore exactly the format works exactly so um so oikler is this something that's built into the production of content? Is this a post-production? So, how, how, where, it's a very where good is question. it sitting in the chain? That's a very good question, actually. So, because, uh, so there are different components to our technology. The first is, uh, you know, hearing prevention, mm. which is, you know, letting you perceive something louder without actually being louder. Um, where it sits, it can be directly on, if we're talking like for professional now, it can sit uh, between your, for example, your DAW, Digital Audio Workstation, and so DAW, our software, and then the output to your speakers or headphones, right? So it's in between. Or it can sit directly on your on the master bus of your uh, DAW, which is the last step before going to the, uh, the main output, your audio yes. system, right? So that's where it can stand. However, we feel that in order for this to become a standard, which is probably a, a, something that you probably guys are looking into. Mm. You know, it's not necessarily to sell you know products to engineers or to professionals in the industry, but it's rather to part to to have this technology directly embedded in, pla- in into platforms such as 
Spotify, Unreal Engine, you know, Unity, where um, it's already built in. I mean, our mission really is to be as as in, as invisible as possible, right? We we don't want to even like we don't want the final users to even know that we exist. We just want to be we want to see we want to be sitting somewhere in the chain where all this process you're not aware of it and you just get the result. That's really the the aim. Uh, so. As I was saying, so at the beginning is about for us selling products and to, we will start like that, but we will aim at having this embedded into platforms so that the final user can get pristine and amazing experience without even thinking about all the installing and doing this and doing that, you know, that it's never going to become a standard like that. You know, how can you change a billion people uh, behavior by selling once more? Yeah. products it's yeah. pretty much impossible well i mean it, it's almost like we've got the same pitch pack <laughs> <laughs> i swear i didn't yeah, yeah, i yeah. didn't check anyway no 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 it's it's true because it's that beauty of being zero friction improving the experience absolutely um improving the well-being and also you know in our core technologies this activation of your neurology is mm -hmm. crucial so the activation of the neurology and the reduction in the potential for hearing damage. These are symbiotic yeah. things. And uh, let me let me expand a little bit on the standard, what what, what I mean by standard. Uh, what I what I mean by standard is more about the making actual making audio exciting. And what I mean by it is that um, what we would like to we would like to get to a point where as a, as a game designer, right, you can decide how, for example, an explosion should sound like. So I would like my explosion to sound like hundred dB SPL or more. Okay. So as as a, as, a, as a game designer, I embed in the uh, in the uh, sound engine that we're developing. I would just say, okay, this explosion should sound like 100 dB. And so what happens on the end end user, based on the current listening level and based on the metadata that the producer decided that that should sound like 100 dB or whatever, then the audio is is um, processed according to the specifications made during the production stages. So that as a so as a user, I would get the full experience as the producer intended at whatever listening level I'm listening at, and so we uh, we actually tested this. You know, we had a full video game clip. We uh, we 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 built all the sound design and music, and we put all our technology on every single sound by specifying, okay, this should sound like this, and we gave then we 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 rendered the whole the whole experience, and we gave it to 115 people. And we asked them which one they preferred without telling them which one was with and without our technology. And the results were quite impressive because 85% of them said they, they obviously enjoyed a lot more the process yeah. version and they didn't need to increase sound levels. Whereas when they were listening to the original one, they were not as happy or as immersed and they needed to increase sound levels. So you're, so Oikla could sit in the, in the audio engine of the of the game mm -hmm. or of the in the game or in the in the gaming console. engine in the gaming engine and also on the console because we will need to uh, a factor that is very important to us is that we need to know your real-time sound levels so you're playing I mean I'm terrible at any of these games but um, let's say Call of Duty oh yeah amazing yeah I'm really bad um, Me too. I got it. I got it uh, when lockdown happened, just because I needed something to do. Right. And terrible. Like I was getting abused by uh, 
nine-year-old kids like in in france or in italy <laughs> saying like get back in the fight because i'm just like rubbish and oh shooting yeah into yeah, yeah anyway that's that's a side point um that explosion happens mm -hmm. and you can penetrate the explosion as a peak in perceived exactly volume for the experience to hit yeah. me well yeah but in reality that is not penetrating my hearing yes. in terms of the actual exactly mechanics exactly that's in that's incredible that's uh that yeah that is in a nutshell what we do so we make sound in a way really more realistic more realistic because obviously you don't want to play back a real explosion like with the same volume as an explosion you will no. blow up your ear first of all we don't have the technology to do that likely we don't have that technology mm. uh but if we had we, we wouldn't want to play an explosion sound as if it was like a real explosion right yeah it would be dangerous so we need to trick the brain into maybe you know thinking that is louder than it is and we can it's not just the louder but we can say okay 95 or 96 110 we can change that and that was actually the, the the reason why we got our main endorser on board so uh which we, we just uh, we just had um we just shot a, an endorsement video last week and it wasn't necessarily sold on the music side of things it was sold on the on the on the the gaming demo he, and he said oh this is amazing you know if i could play games like this it would be better and another thing another i would say another uh um how can i say another good thing about the technology is that allows you to um to be more precise to understand better where things are coming to you especially if you're in oh, a right. game like, like a special Dude. component special component yeah Dude. yeah um yeah uh, yeah, if we can dig, we can dig in more to I, this. I, but you can, uh, dig in, you can dig in as much as you want. I'm fascinated. <laughs> the um, what about the you know, one of the challenges that we have is the processing mm. component to this. What about the uh, the overhead on CPU and uh, you know, there's a lot of competing, you know, requirements going on there to stream in 4K and. And, and the audio like, always gets the minimal, and right? The, and the audio is always the last, right? <laughs> to get the, the we, we got so many conversations going on yeah, with clients. Like, oh. So, so is this just eating CPU? What's uh, going on? So at the beginning, yes, the, the first iterations were like super expensive in terms of CPU. It was like, oh my god, it's taking everything from my laptop. It's absolutely not usable. Yeah. Uh, but then, thank God, we have a we have a good developer. Shout out Ragnar, uh, and he worked very hard to minimize uh, the CPU usage to the point where we can run hundreds of instances of the same algorithm on hundreds of channels in real time and he would use minimal CPU. And I'm sure that we can go even further with other technologies uh, by exploring. But yes, it does eat up a little bit of CPU, way less than it used to be. It can be used already on hundreds of channels at the same time, and like in real time. Um, but I'm not sure we are maybe uh, there when it comes to maybe, uh, you know, um, an Unreal Engine uh, type, of, of ty type of thing that, you know, where your resources are so limited. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does. I mean, we're using, you know, FFT and, you know, impulse responses and stuff like that. They are generally quite intense in terms of CPU. And, and I'm also curious, how do you how do you have zero latency and all of that? Uh, <laughs> on the same journey, and, you know, I am by no means the, the technical wizard here, um, but, Rob. But and, it's pretty impressive to read that, you know, that yeah. you do everything in real time. We do everything in real time. So Rob and his, you know, shout out like you, you know, to the team of, of engineers, incredible engineers that we have um we have a we have a team here in the uk we have 
we have a, a machine learning specialist in South Korea. Nice. Um, we have a fantastic team of engineers on the uh, on the Windows product side in wow. the Ukraine. Oh. They're actually in the Ukraine. So um, amazing, you know, and and fantastic that 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 you know they're just running you know running through walls for us in the middle of one of the most traumatic My you know God. zones that they could possibly be on the planet so massive shout out to those guys and it's also good that you employ and you still provide you exactly know, jobs exactly uh, over there exactly so um and it's through that hard graft and of course your friend devin oh yeah of course of course, of course on, yeah. the, on the mac side um so it's fantastic really that that team have pursued exactly the same path as you you know it started out and it was you know cripplingly uh expensive in terms of cpu and then you work hard to reduce it and reduce it reduce both in terms of the cpu but also the latency um, the latency and ultimately you know if you're under what is it 80 milliseconds that's regarded as something like you know uh, that would be great imperceptible <laughs> yeah so we're at, i think sub 30 um, Oh, nice so you know very nice incredible performance from the team cpu now is at 1.2 percent of uh that's of okay CPU, that's which okay is, which and also is... we have m1 mac now so they can afford we so can, they can afford. afford it yeah. yeah um i mean a lot of our customers are on legacy machines mm. you know, so one of our one of our that's me big clients is you know the call center industry mm. call center industry mm. you know a lot of that is legacy machines um windows machines mm -hmm. so we have to work hard to get that so it's the same journey that you guys and, and us have been on to perfect iterate and improve the product and that's oh, the yeah. great thing with a startup isn't it oh yeah i mean it took so long to i remember when we i think we misunderstood misunderstood well we thought that the job would have been much easier because I prototyped <laughs> the whole technology in uh, in uh, Pure Data, which yeah. is a visual programming language, and then I had to I had to find someone that was proficient in C plus plus to take my sketch and put it into you know something that would be commercial commercially viable. Uh, and at the beginning, uh, we thought it was going to be ready in uh, in in two months, and then it took like a year and a half just of <laughs> continuously you know you know refining refining testing problems refining and testing you know and all of that but it is also exciting in a way like yeah. obviously i would have liked that to be ready in two months but of course but, but it's not the it's not how it works exactly it never works like that and you know that's just the hard yards you have to go and it makes it all the sweeter when when you do you know we onboarded our first, you know, major client in the last week. We've got many clients, but in the last week, know, in the last week, yeah. Oh, nice. And um, and you know that those wins make all of that graft so much, you know, yeah. so worth it. Um, and you know, it's exciting journey, hard, stressful, yeah. But also, it's important, and you can see you just exude this passion for the subject matter, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we started selling the, our first product. Uh, just this, we just finished last month. We started selling. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Congratulations. it was amazing. Yeah, it yeah. was. As a as an entrepreneur, as an inventor, you know, and all of that, uh, you are very attached to your product, and it's never good enough. No. But at times, you need to sort of say, okay, this is good enough. We can actually start selling. And actually, that's a that's a key point. And we talk about you know this podcast really um, is is the intersect between technology, audio, and business. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about all of those things right now. So, who do you surround yourself with as a as a founder mm. to help you um, not just deliver a product, but also the commerciality? Because it's important to surround yourself as we do with with experts, right, and people you can trust. So I was lucky to join a um, 
uh, a startup accelerator called The Rattle. They are sort of underground, but mm. and yet, uh, well, one of them is John Aids, which is the former manager at Abbey Road Brad. Oh, really? Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, and then there is Chris and Nick. They're all like they all have you know a background in startups and technology and um, and when I joined them, my uh, prototype or you know the software that I had wasn't. I mean, it's sort of ready, but it's not commercially available. It's, we can't really sell it because the user experience is very hard at the moment. So okay. only geeky people could actually, you know, yeah. very nerdy people could use it. And I say with no offense whatsoever. No, no, we please, love them. <laughs> I, I am one of them. Um, but um, when I met them, they're like, well, you, you don't have, this thing is not ready. And, you know, you might not have the budget to push this. This. Why don't you take, why don't you make this into uh, a smaller product mm. uh, that uses the same technology? Uh, and you start selling it maybe to engineers and, you know, people around you. And at first I was a little resistant, you know, but they, but they actually made, you know, it made a lot of sense because that allowed me to focus, focus on something viable, like, you know, something that I could do and I could actually sell and I could prove that there's a market for it. Right. Cause there's such a good feeling when you, um, when you make your first sale, it's like, of course. oh, wow, people actually would buy it. Oh yeah. my God. I mean. It's uh, you can give it. It could be given for granted in 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 the future, but like when you made your first sale, you're like, oh, okay, it's not all in my head. Exactly. Some people. This is real. This is real. People find value, and it was so amazing to see people getting back to me with, you know, oh, I was waiting for something like this for so long, or you know, this is amazing. You know, I think uh, I hope more engineers will jump on board in this, and you're like, oh, okay, so. I wasn't, the, I'm not, after all, the crazy, you know, founder who, with crazy ideas, you know, there's some people that value what I, what we are doing here. Yeah. But so I, going back to your question is, I surround myself with this, with these people and I have um, a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal guy from, uh, called Fabio, uh, which is in Spain and he's sort of my right hand and, you know, sometimes he has to listen to my, uh, stupid things, right? <laughs> stupid, you know, complaining about things, you know, you also need to. Ex externalize your emotions in a way yeah right? oh things aren't going bad or th things are going well you know you need someone that can tame you and also push you up a little bit yeah and also have a um um uh, roberto which is a phenomenal financial guy from well he's in italian he's italian but he lives in france and i was very lucky i met him while doing martial arts and because uh, we love martial arts and uh somehow over the years he he liked my mission mostly and he decided to jump on board and he's yeah. helping me with, you know, uh, investments, uh, you know, making introductions and all of that. So I have a wide range of, and also family, of course, like of course. my brother, you know, like, but I try to, to surround, my, surround myself with uh, people in the industry, like the rattle that knows the industry. Um, people that are close to the project, like Fabio in Spain and also professionals in the money business in the money business i mean you have to be humble you have to be low ego in this space you have to share with those trusted partners and and be use them as a sounding board and and you know if you find your your people then you're in good shape right to Absolutely. navigate those challenges um louise we've got to wrap it up i, I could talk with you for for, for hours it's already been uh, half an hour it's been uh, i think even more like 45 minutes really um, there's a clock there which i sneakily look at every so often um <laughs> but i think we could shoot we should do v2 of this my, my final question we had sure. um mike sponsor from m cube uh, i don't know if you know m cube he's also an italian gentleman um very uh lively um you both have way better hair than me um 
and uh, he was talking about audio as an extension of the brand mm. and how audio can be a experience in retail not just the visuals or whatever mm -hmm. um, multi-sensory talk to me about what the ultimate sonic experience means to you what, I mean, what's the beauty of audio in in everything that we that mean, we experience in life let's just take an example that most uh, mac users know right when you turn on the the, the oh that was a terrible yeah a terrible that one i i did a terrible example of it but yeah. <laughs> Boo, yeah you know like if i play the sound to you without anything you would recognize the brand right so, not from my example but yes <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess i guess of course, like sound is the thing that gets you the, even though we don't realize it's the thing that gets you the most. Um, for example, I, one of my other project is also, uh, which is on the side right now, but it's, uh, I, I developed a project, which is reading to sound experience where you can synchronize sound based on where you're reading. And so my, the idea back then was to trigger sound at the right time. So as you're reading the story, right, you get to the. I don't know, the, the gun who's firing the shots, you, you just hear the, the shots, bang, bang, yeah. bang, right at the, time, at the right time. And so by reading and, uh, and you know, doing research, what I found is that sound actually is processed even faster than anything else yes. in your brain, right? So if I play a shotgun and I made you read shot, you know, something that resembled that sound, your brain would understand faster with sound than with, uh, with actually you reading or, or seeing it. So I think that we are made to prioritize sound as the first thing and then everything else is sort of um uh, don't get me wrong sight is very important but like we hearing is the the first thing that we reach out when it comes to understanding information and that is also the same thing that animals uses right for example when lions need to attack uh, you know someone they use sort of like short bark sound to organize to tell themselves where they are around so sound is somehow very important to us and it's obviously being used as a as a way to brand anything, um, and as I said, the clear example is the turning on and off. You know, turning on mostly uh, Mac, I guess. I, Sorry, maybe I did it a lot. No, but... that is literally the origins of this company, and I really do feel like um, I feel like you've already seen our slide pack. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I feel like you've already seen our PowerPoint presentation. No, I, no, I, <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. because it, it's so true. You know, when we're when we're in in our mother's womb, you can hit, the sound frequency is the mm. first thing that you mm. experience. So Absolutely. it makes complete sense that it would be the center of of our worldly experience. Luigi, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you. Thank For you people much. who want to get in touch with you at Oikler, they can go to oikler.com. Yes, and we'll put that on the screen somewhere. It's um, O-I-K-L-A. O-I-K-L-A, yes. Dot com. Um, and they can come and find you on various forms of social media, right? LinkedIn. You know, you can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook, Instagram. Uh, but yeah, I would say the website is probably the best way to, to reach out to us, I guess. And um, try our product. Try the try the product. Um, and I tell you where else they're going to be able to reach out to you. And that's on this podcast again, because we need to repeat this and do more. Please, dig in. All right. Thank, thank you, you Luigi. Much. Everyone, thank you for tuning in to the latest Irish pod with Luigi Cozy. Um, we'll see you again soon. Bye.